fuck off, let me do the intro. I'm trying to set you up with a beat. <laughs> Not rapping it. <laughs> Hello and welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm Al. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the Kooky Collaborator. So, guys, what has everyone up to, Al? Uh, lots. Lots and lots and lots and lots. <laughs> lots. I've had about... One hour sleep in the past 72 hours, and it's amazing. Um, I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> We're coming at you like a spider monkey! <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I got the all the helmet, helmets part. Helmets part? Helmets, helmets part? Helmets part! Helmets he's a, part! He's a, he's a Renaissance German painter. Um, I... <laughs> <laughs> I got all the parts cut out for the helmet for, for Full Metal Al, which is nice. awesome. Um, and it's coming together really nicely. Um, and then I just switched um, tempos a little bit because something kind of hit me um, this weekend. And it's not something that kind of normally does. I'm not normally bothered by sort of celebrity deaths. But um, Anthony Bourdain passed away uh, until any sort of posthumous sex scandals come out. Um, I'm going to say that he was a hero of mine and I was kind of gutted about it. Um, he had a fantastic outlook on life and his his kind of approach to celebrity and kind of exploring the world was really refreshing. You know, in this world of like reality TV, he always had a, a really interesting take on things and about kind of going off the beaten track, you know, not about being famous um, and about just being you know, open-minded as well. Um, he was always one to kind of go to other places, other cultures, and just do whatever it took to kind of uh, be in the moment. Um, and like, did you know I used to be a chef? Um, <laughs> really, it, you haven't mentioned it before. He was always somebody that kind of um, I looked up to, and, and I helped a couple of a couple of my mates design tattoos, um, and they got the kind of the, the Tony Bourdain uh, cook or die tattoo, which is like the skull with the chef's hat with a knife in its mouth. Nice. And I've always loved that. He's always been the kind of one tattoo that I think I'd ever get. Um, and he just, yeah, it just, it just kind of hit me. Like, I'm I'm not depressed or sad or anything like that. I just, it was just like, it's a shame that he's not in the world anymore. Yeah. So I just kind of parked Al for a moment um, and just did, like, I've just spent all day busting my balls doing a video. I've managed to film an entire video in a day, edit it already. Um, and it's going to come out tonight, hopefully. Oh, awesome. um, so that'll be Sunday night. Um, just as a kind of tribute, but like not, not like gushing or anything like that. I'm not going to play yeah. on about him. It's just about cooking, being in the moment, um, doing what you want, doing things differently, um, and basically, yeah, yeah. Cook or die is kind of this this mantra of of his, and it, it's always resonated with me. I've taken it into my making. You know, this this idea of cooking is something that's always influenced everything I've done. Yeah, um, and I'm lucky in that I can fuck around doing like food builds <laughs> yeah food builds uh, on the hack shack and, and it not upset anyone so build food yeah, yeah. It, it, but it tied in nicely with what we did down at the forge so it's kind of like a combo vid so it's nice. like a nice. collaboration with with cooking and um what we did down down at alex's and, and at yours steve brilliant that sounds really so good. that was kind of the bulk of it um i also got a 
bunch of shit out for Patreons as well. So my, like my first batch went out to, hey. to my first set of Patreons. It was really, hey. really satisfying. It was something that really felt like um, a little kind of family, like of people that were like just contacted me and spoke to me and said they like what I do and it it made it all a little bit more real than than the irregular just kind of uh, YouTube comments yeah. yeah suddenly the world feels a little bit closer again yes um, so, so super stoked about that um, and then I also learned um, <laughs> uh, To Be With You by Mr. Big on guitar <laughs> amazing because it's a fucking tune <laughs> um, so have you got a, uh, a a name for the uh, for the Shack Rats yeah for like Ooh. your patron people, because it seems like the sort of thing that you would have come up with before you'd even start a patron. Welcome to the Shack Pack. <laughs> yes, it's, it's unbelievable how many words rhyme with Shack. It's amazing. <laughs> There's three of them in this new vid. The title of this video is three words that rhyme. <laughs> amazing. I'm very much looking forward to this. Uh, so saying that, let's uh, smash through this so that you can Steve. then put it out. Steve, yes. What, what, what have you been up to? Uh, I have. Uh, I was at work for a few days, obviously. Um, but obviously, obviously. Uh, but Friday, I actually had some time in the workshop. Um, got some progress done on some other projects, but also started another new one. Um, but it's a nice, short, quick, easy project, which. Fingers crossed, I'll uh, I'll finish tomorrow and hopefully edit and put out the video tomorrow as well. Um, and it's for a, a basically a wooden cake knife, um, but using uh, a hardwood in the um, in the centre, and then like veneer laminates uh, on the side to kind of mock up a, a like forge welded laminate blade. Um, which, annoyingly, is what um, Redsmith did this week as well. But <laughs> it's fine. I'm, I'm not upset about that at all. If there's one word to describe <laughs> Red, it's, it's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I know, Ugh, it's the Red. worst. Um, but yeah, so I did that. Uh, and today I went to a flea market and picked up Three new vices, although I've only told Jazz that I picked up two new vices. So, oh. <laughs> uh, and it's really cool because one of them's got like um, it's got two jaws uh, on the head, and the head swivels, so you can use whichever one you want to use. But it's it's a bit seized up, so that's going to get soaked in WD forty for the next month. Um, uh, yeah, I got that. Uh, some little tiny French style crosspin hammers, some an axe, and some other bits and. Yeah, it's a good day. Uh, I think that's it. But um, yeah, so that's me, Brett. What have you been up to? You've had visitors. Oh, it's been a busy week. <laughs> yeah, oh, we. Week. We've barely heard from you. I've missed I you. Know. I'm so sorry. Me and I'll have to talk to each other. Wait, the, <laughs> it, it has been a long week. We had a few people stick around after the event um, through Wednesday morning. And then it was almost immediately that Jocko got in town. No, Jocko got in town the last day. Yeah, so Jocko, whatever, came in to hang out for a little bit. And just as a quick aside, he launched his Kickstarter campaign oh, with the EDC Maker Knife. And it is, I got to hold one of the prototypes. Oh, no. It is amazing. It is seriously, I don't, I can't really describe it, but 
that it will not move, right? Like the trigger yeah, mechanism yeah. will not move. If you shake it, it's, hit it on stuff, oh. but all it takes is the very lightest pressure on this one, you know, where your thumb goes yeah. or whatever, and it it's lightning fast. And it's honestly, just, it's so beautifully engineered. Oh. His vid- like, the video that he put out for it looked amazing. I was like, that's a really cool project. I, I want to get behind that. But the more I've thought about it and the more I've tried to figure out how he's done the locking mechanism has made <laughs> me go, I need to buy one just to <laughs> yeah. play with it and see what's actually happening. And yeah, it's I'm super genius level machining and engineering. Yeah. It's, it's I, I hate to rain on your parade, Brett, but I was pledger number 13. Ooh. <laughs> Anyway, nice. <laughs> so I hung out with Jocko for until, let's see, until today, actually. I did a video for my print to do kind of like a showing off that I got these prints in, which I really, really love because I love, <clears throat> I love the, the text, right? My, my friend and I, I told you guys about it. Yeah, my yeah. friend and I wrote that script and honestly... Because I didn't necessarily work on it, I don't feel like I'm, or I didn't do the majority of the work on the script writing of it, I don't feel so bad about talking about how cool it is, or I like it, because I don't <laughs> yeah. really feel like I, I was the one that was the brains behind that, but um, I really I really liked that script. It's It's got a very overarching idea of, of what my attitude to making is, right? This whole, yeah. don't give a shit what it is, if it's a table or a sandwich or you know, friends make family, all that stuff. So I did a way over overdone picture frame for it. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, fine. You want a frame? Okay, we'll do a frame. <laughs> and just this dumb attitude about like, yeah, we're going to way overdo this and make it out of hardwood and steel and do some blacksmithing. <laughs> it's so unnecessary. <laughs> but amidst that, I did a video with Jocko. Yes. Um... And so those will come out, you know, I'm hoping to finish the picture frame one today and then start working on the Jacko video as soon as possible because that one was super fun and he was he was nice and silly with me and I had to yeah. kind of direct him to go, okay, so here's what's going on in my head right now, which he was like, <laughs> what? I don't understand. So I... Just on, just on the week. posters, on the posters, Brett, they, they turned out really beautiful. They look amazing. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I didn't obviously... In in hindsight, it's it, it's a given, but I didn't realize you're printing them on black stock. Mm. But yeah, mm. it looks really good. They came out really nice. Was that the guys who you used to work for, the screen printers? Yes. Yeah. yeah so nice. I, I got to talk to him, and he goes, "You still remember how to set up files for print?" <laughs> Watch me. Here we go. And I sent it to him, and he goes, "Wow, these are perfect." I'm like, "Yay!" I still remember how to be a screen printer. <laughs> Making films was like ninety percent of my job. Nice. Brilliant. Um. That was really fun, but that also, uh, you know, that was a secondary collaboration with the Prince, but I wanted to talk a little bit more about collaborations in general or people that you look up to. Al, it was actually, it's actually amazing that you talked about that uh, Bourdain the way that you did because I was a food reporter out in Vegas for a few years and I did a lot of, you know, on-camera stuff, but then also just prints and I missed meeting Bourdain by like 15 minutes one day. Like we had a scheduled window and then he got a little busy and then we ended up getting kind of kicked to the curb because we were the small guys, which, you know, that says nothing to him. It was the production company or whatever. But 
Um, he was always somebody that I, I would have loved to prick, pick his brain about or, you know, sit in the kitchen with him because I'm not a chef. Yeah. I do appreciate good cooking and, and being comfortable in a workspace like that and watching somebody really work that knows what they're doing. And Bourdain was going to be one of those people that I was hoping mm-hmm. to meet at some point when I was younger out in Vegas. And now that I'm doing making, I'm starting to look at more people of, uh, as, as inspiration yeah like we always say but also skill sets that i don't i don't have or um i would like to push them further right getting to strike for alex at at steve's forge was amazing because he doesn't talk and we didn't even have that discussion (laughs) it was just like you're supposed to understand that when i tap here you hit there i was like oh okay you know so it was kind of (laughs) trial by fire literally literally which was great but being in the shack with you and Soph, being back at the forge with everybody afterwards, heat treating and doing that stuff with Red. Um, I've gotten to work with Laura, obviously, and then Jocko most recently, and I worked for that one dude most days. Um, <laughs> and I've learned a lot. Every single time I I do a collaboration, I learn a lot. And I, I, love, I, I, I like to be open to those ideas, right? I yeah. want to step into your place and have you teach me things. Um, so I want to get your guys' sense of like, who would you love to collaborate with? Why? And, and as best we can to not just talk about how amazing these people are, because that's understood, you know, everybody in our community is great. There's reasons why we want to work with them, but more on say the technical side or knowledge wise, what specifically would you like to go learn from them? I want to start out with Al. Al. Yeah. I mean, I know who you're going to talk about, Brett, so I won't, because it's also somebody that I would fucking love to work with. Um, it, it's weird. Like, as a kid growing up, I was always fascinated with um, with movies and movie sets and the things that would be made. Like, unfortunately, like, I'm of a generation where going through the late 90s and early 1000s, like, everything turned to CGI and it was bullshit. Um, and movies, just the standard of, of, of effects and things really like dropped and disappointed um we were we were joking around a little bit like about lord of the rings earlier um in the pre-show but the reason i love that film utterly and wholeheartedly it's, it's my favorite film of all time not because it's a good film not because the acting's good you know it, it's it's an epic but the reason i loved it so much is because everything is practical like they built the, the sets they built the bigotures you know the, the the clothes that everyone wore like the linings of the suits of armor that nobody would ever see yeah were real, you know, and it was just to get everybody in the mindset, to get everyone to appreciate um, how fucking amazing it was. I remember then Christopher Lee was talking about The Hobbit um, and he was just sat in a room in a green screen talking to a tennis ball and a stick and he just started crying because yeah. the attention to detail that had gone into The Lord of the Rings was not followed through into The Hobbit and it, and it just felt like this fucking crap CGI Disney ball fest. Um, yeah. And they just missed the they missed the trick. They, they missed out what was was beautiful about that film, and that it's why I absolutely like when when Pixar first came on the scene, I was blown away because like just the stories they told were fantastic. But then Disney took them over, and it just became like, what toys can we sell? And now the the, the people that have taken the place of Pixar in my heart is Studio Leica, because they make everything. <laughs> everything yeah. is handmade. Everything is beautiful. Everything is yeah. um, painstakingly fucking done. You know. To the point where so eighty percent of people wouldn't even notice. 
Yeah. But the guys like us, the guys that are obsessed, the guys that can smell the plasticine, um, really kind of get a boner about that kind of thing. So <laughs> I would love to work or get involved with somebody who is like involved in practical effects. Mm. Um, I know Sophie worked a little bit in that industry um, and still has some contacts. Um, she got me onto somebody called Chris Plim, who's just finished um, a degree, I think, in animation. And I follow him on Instagram and some of his stuff is absolutely fantastic. So he's somebody I'd love to, to, to speak and work with. Um, Adam Savage is somebody who's been in that industry, you know, his entire life. And I would absolutely be blown away to go and spend a day with Adam and just see not just all the geeky shit that he's collected over the years, but um, how he manages to make practical effects. And, you know, his one day builds, yeah. you know, it, it, it's very much like the hack check mentality. Like I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to take shortcuts. I'm going to use my problem solving to kind of make something work. Um, because that you know i i love the end product and i love being able to make a joke and make something fun out of it so someone like adam savage would be amazing um punished props again um similar sort of vein but a little bit more nerdy a little bit more geeky a little bit more up my street um yeah. those guys are uh, you know i think they're husband and wife i'm not sure um but just the fact that they're they're a couple and they're collaborating like amplifies that for me because it makes it like all the more romantic and all the more beautiful of a story of making because they're, they're doing it together um yeah. but i'd love to go and spend time with those guys and, and just just watch like um just sit in the corner and just like smell the like the acrylic and and yeah. you know just just learn basically Al wants um, to sniff glue <laughs> just as a quick aside whilst i remember um Al, I've got a friend, um, Jim Parkin, who works for Aardman, um, and has done Ooh. a lot of work for Aardman, and he actually, he was one of the original animators on, uh, when, can you remember Morph? Yeah. Um, yeah, so he did it on, uh, he did a lot of stuff on Morph, um, and he now runs something called The Amazing Scene Machine, nice. um, which I think you'd be really into, because he basically goes around to uh, to festivals and shows and things, and sets up a like a picture frame with a landscape in it and then gets kids adults anyone everyone to come along and they make little figures and little <laughs> things and put them on the the landscape so you create this scene yeah. um and yeah it's fucking awesome and, <laughs> and genuinely jim is one of the the most amazing people i've ever met i've never seen him not have a really jolly cheeky grin on his face um and he's got a bushier beard than great um, big bushy beard <laughs> he's got oh a bushier beard than john d harvey like it's <laughs> it's it's amazing he's a beautiful beautiful man um and i would genuinely love to introduce you to because i think you'd get on really really well awesome but um yeah sorry i just wanted to um put that in if you want yeah no no no, 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 no. the floor is yours now yeah sir. steve oh well, take it away what do you look at as as see i in terms of collapse i find two things um important and they're they don't necessarily both have to be there to to work but if they're both there then it makes it awesome um and that's the sausages yeah the sausages um that's the, the, the personality and uh, the technical side of things. Um, and personality in terms of um, it's got to be someone that I get on with. It's got to be someone who I can um, 
I can respect and I can enjoy being around them. So, you know, um, like you two guys, for example, I'd, I'd love being in a shop with you just because of the personality and because you're inspiring. Um, as in, like, just being around you guys would make uh, make make me feel more um, inspired and like great people to bounce ideas off. But I could more... I could teach you how to make a, a grinder jig. <laughs> That's not a jig. It's two clamps. I it's not a jig. To, I could teach you how to blacksmith <sighs> with less than optimal blacksmithing <sighs> tools. <laughs> you guys, I just. For those Look, of you, you can't teach be nice and say you can't say nice things about us. Yeah, we don't know how to interact with that. Um, but the other thing is people that have like real technical knowledge. Um, oh yeah, that's neither of us. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but <laughs> but uh, but like people people that are like absolute masters of their, of their craft, um, and sometimes you get people that are incredible and, and I've met a few blacksmiths that are like this like they're absolutely incredible with what they do but not necessarily um, the the best personalities um, but finding someone that's got both is brilliant mm-hmm. um, so someone like uh, Tony Rollo for example like I would absolutely love to go um, just spend a day in his shop just learning about machining because it's, it's something that I really want to do more of and I say more of, it's something I want to do any of um, but he's not only got an incredible talent for it but he's genuinely really passionate about it and really enjoys it and his personality is really fun um, <laughs> or uh, Peter name I can't remember uh, from Fire Forge Fankman. that's it, yeah it's about with a um, so spelt with a PH. Um, so fire is in F P. Uh, yes. Fuck's sakes. P H Y R E. Fire. Fuck you guys. Uh, Braspinix. That's it. Yeah. Uh, Peter Braspinix. He, he's, he's a goal. Ah. <laughs> I, get, I get the joke. There's an asterisk in our books. It's <laughs> very funny. Well done. Fuck off. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, he's like, he's, uh, if you haven't checked out his work, I seriously suggest going and doing it. It's beautiful what he does. I mean, it's incredible the way that he um, he turns it. But I think one of the things that I like as well, if I'm going to do a collab, I want to do it with someone that's that's not a blacksmith, that's not a metal worker, that's not even a woodworker, someone that's completely different, like an artist or... Um, uh, as in, like someone that, like a painter or a sculptor or someone that works in three D printing or 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 something that's completely removed from what I do day to day, just because I love finding things in in those far removed um, crafts and skills that you can then apply to to what I'm doing. Like I've got a friend who's a um, she's a weaver, and we've come up with a few ideas for some. Um, collaboration pieces on stuff that we could do where I'll forge something and she'll weave using that um, forged piece as a as a base or um, or, or she'll uh, weave something and I'll forge something to, to fit it sort of thing um, so yeah I think like that sort of thing is, is quite fun but uh, so you want to yeah. I, I think you're bringing up a good point though that it's it's a good challenge to yourself or it, it 
kind of helps your brain not get stuck, or at least that's how I always look at it, is, yeah. you know, go remove yourself completely from your current situation. It's like what we talked about when we were doing the music episode. There are times when it's, you know, I'm forging, and I could be playing Mastodon in the background, just <laughs> blasting it, you know. But I have a tendency to go for, like, jazz or something very slow and very low um, tempo because it it stops me from getting too into this whole, just like, hit it hard, don't pay attention, just smack the hammer. <laughs> yeah. And then you make mistakes, you know, or you, you overdraw something and... Um, slowing myself down right so it's it's like i i have brought it up multiple times but i'd love to learn fiber craft you know from somebody and i can only watch so many videos before i need somebody to kind of sit one-on-one -on -one with me and show me how a sewing machine works yeah and i know that's going to be ellen and i will <laughs> make i will make that happen at some point where i can have ellen who is sweet as pie and also just a good fucking person sit there and tell me I'm not a complete idiot <laughs> and like I, I don't understand how the machine works but we're gonna get through this because that's a step I want to take and it's so far removed from the stuff that I do right now that I'm hand I just hand stitched a bunch more leather and it took forever <laughs> and my hands hurt my fingers hurt <laughs> my fingers hurt now um and I'm I'm constantly looking for opportunities to work with people that I don't know their craft at all. Watching Jocko, yeah. he worked on the Tormach this weekend, you know, big CNC crazy machine doing aluminium work. And I, I, I don't know, he was looking at pages of numbers and code and stuff and going, no, 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 this one is wrong. I'm like, how do you, <laughs> how can you even tell they're all of those numbers that the exact same. And then he knew that one was off. Just like reading the matrix. Yeah, that's what it looked like. I I totally should have done a Matrix video instead. <laughs> um, but, you know, I look at people like, I, I love film as well. Al, you brought up a really good point that there are people like Shigeru Miyamoto. Just like, how do you come up with video games and Nintendo, you know? <laughs> Sit in a room with him, talk, see how his brain works. The reason he came up with The Legend of Zelda is because when he was a kid, he used to explore a lot and he would get lost and then he he developed all these stories about his childhood experiences that became a series that's lasted for 30 years now, right? Yeah. And guys like Guillermo del Toro or other directors that I happen to have fascinations with, I just want to know <laughs> how their brain works, you know? Yeah. Michel Gondry, I, I'm sure, would blow your brain open if you were like, let's film a build video with Michel Gondry. <laughs> <laughs> It would be the most artfully black and white, multiple story arc vignettes left and right of different people blacksmithing across the world. And it would probably, you know, it would be very far removed from you, but I imagine you could learn so much just about that experience and watching somebody else work in in a way that you are so not used to. And I, I you know, I have an adherence to wanting to collaborate with people that don't speak the same language as me because I think that's even a step further. It's one thing for me to go and stand with Ellen to have her teach me how to sew, but, you know, she speaks English and I do not speak her language, which I already feel kind of like a dummy about, but take language out of the equation and say anybody. You could talk to anybody. You could collaborate with anybody. Who would that be? 
I tend to always go foreign with it because their entire lifestyle is different, right? Yeah. So not only is their craft different, but everything that's made them who they were at that point is not anything that I've dealt with growing up. Yeah, I think that's a re- that's a really good point, Brett. You kind of you touched on it earlier as well. It's that comfort zone thing. So like when you're out of your comfort zone and like there's somebody there who knows things you don't, it's it's really intimidating. When I went down to to Alex's, um, like the fact that he's eight foot tall doesn't help. <laughs> but like I was super intimidated because yeah, he's, but then he's, 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 you know, he's an so artist. He's he's he, he the stuff he makes is beautiful. Like I can kind of get away with coming to yours, Steve, because like it's just ba- it's basically the hack shack but with metal. But, like, <laughs> when, <laughs> when I went. When, you know, going to see Alex, it, it, it was like, oh shit, what if I mess up? You know, I'm, I'm going to have to pay real attention because 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 there's that element of fear and that element of kind of, um, yeah, being out of your comfort zone. It, me- it really makes you look at what's going on. Yeah. Like, oh, am I going to miss anything? Like like you said, Brett, with, with Ellen, I want to sit and watch you on a sewing machine. For me, it's because they move really fucking fast. Yeah. So like the speed of, uh, of textiles is insane. Um, like I watched her crochet a bacon scarf and i was like what how did what you oh, that yeah video. and the way that she's oh, a wizard how, did you- <laughs> how you get it to go up by you know yeah. taking a row out and then adding a row back in and everything everything yeah. just got and like i is- love the video but i was so confused because <laughs> yeah. she explained time. it like absolutely perfectly and like slowed down the explanation and everything like that but i still stood there going i, I don't know what go back Go yeah. back to like six steps. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how you hold the needles. <laughs> <laughs> I stabbed myself again. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and I I think that's that's a really good point, and I um I I love the idea of, of it's like going on holiday. I don't want to go somewhere and go to um like one of the the British resorts in Spain where everyone speaks English and and it's basically just. London, but on a beach in Spain. Like, not, Del Mar. Yeah, I, I'm not interested in that. I, like, I want to go somewhere that's got that's got culture, that's got people that I can speak to that have completely um, alien experiences to me, and and really get get an idea of what their lives are like. And I think that's that kind of applies to this situation as well. Like, I don't want to just um, learn the basics of of how to do a stitch. I want to know yeah. why you're doing that and why you do it like this and why why Ellen in particular crochets in the way that she does as opposed to the way that someone else does it or and like because obviously every every craft has techniques that are, are standardized but everyone's always got their own little tweaks on it and I love finding not only those tweaks but why people have those tweaks Brett mm. Mm. Wait, I feel like you were still in the in a line of reasoning. I was going to flip the script on you. And I, know, I, I, I was just basically going to ramble on about that same point for a little while. That was all. Okay. <laughs> well, I want to. I just had an idea hit me that flip, flip the script. What about when somebody wants to come and work with you? Yeah, I mean, because, just, just, because just, of what just to jump in, like the the point you were saying, Steve, about like going to places where people don't know you. Um, you don't know them and it's kind of a little bit um, you know out of your comfort zone and you, you know it's not what you're used to like it is a two way conversation like it's yeah. not about like orientalizing somewhere where 
oh, it's so different to me. Like, you're different to them. Yeah. <laughs> like, if, if you're going there, the reason they're probably going to be just as, ha- like, happy to have you be part of that conversation is because you're going to have skills that are, uh, are going to influence yeah. them as well. So it's, it's a really healthy uh, dynamic. Yeah, definitely. Fair enough. Well, well said, Al. <laughs> but I, I still, I'm kind of interested to, you know, put yourself in this situation where somebody said, I really want to go work with Steve. Now, we, we learned at the Forge that, Steve, you're a fantastic educator, and Alex actually talks really, really highly of you about how comfortable you make people and how good you are at, at you know, sitting there and really helping somebody through it. Ellen had an amazing time making her stuff with mm-hmm. you. Al banged metal by himself pretty much for the most part. I destroyed a hot cut on one <laughs> corner because Alex was comfortable enough to let me swing the sledgehammer. Anyway, but... What would it, what would it mean, you know, put yourself in that situation. We're talking about all these people that we would love to go and work for. And this is not to put you or me or any of us on a, on a pedestal, but that attitude, like you're talking about very early on in this episode of there are people that do amazing things, but I don't think I want to ever work with them or learn from them. You know, put yourself in that situation. What, what can you do to make sure that people want to work with you or... How do you inspire, you know, not not to get delusions of grandeur that we're all going to go and inspire a movement. But clearly we're all in this to try and give back a little bit, be it knowledge or entertainment or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. But just from your guys' perspective, either one of you take a crack at it. But somebody says, I want to work with Al. I want to come to the Hack Shack because I want to know his brain works. I want to know what he's about. I have to be able to sit there and smell his glue. I'll I'll, yeah. I'll I'll jump in because I, I'm, I'm the same, but I really want to hear Steve's take on that because he, you are a great teacher, Steve. Um, you you took me from this kind of never been in a forge before, never heated up metal before on purpose, never um, <laughs> never swung a hammer like that. Um, and by the end of it, I'd made a, a, a you know a door handle and sort of a couple of nails, and then as Brett says, was comfortable enough to kind of fuck around on my own. Yeah. Um, just based on what you taught me in a very short space of time, and I just met you, <laughs> you know. Let, <laughs> yeah. let's, let, let's not forget that, that the I first day I met that. you, you 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 taught me kind of um, blacksmithing one on one. Yeah, I mean, if if someone was to come and and, and spend time with me, it would it would more be about um, how I look at things, like what what I can find within things around me. Like I, my creativity and my problem solving comes from the things that are literally within like three meters of me, like in my in my peripheral vision, um, I, I will look at an object and go, oh, that could be so-and-so. Or I don't have all this material, but I do have something over there which could make a really good stand-in. Um, and it's kind of like the scavenger in me, like the kind of the, the street rat that kind of wants to just um, make do with what I can find. And, yeah. and I think that's something that I could really pass on to people. You know, you, you don't need all the fancy tools. You don't need all the... Um, the yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of contradictory to the whole conversation but you don't need the expertise yeah like if you're confident enough and you're brave enough and you're stupid enough you can give anything a go um and that's kind of i guess what people would take from from coming to me like brett you 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 came and 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 so like massively helped me in the hack shack in terms of um creating a better space for me you know easier for me to get in there and stuff but then, like you were just like, I'll make a shelf. So I was just like, all right, douche, 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 grab this, <laughs> grab that, 
drilled it in, you know, didn't know what I was doing, but just made it up on the fly. And it was like, you know, within sort of 30 seconds, there was like a wall mount for old brain lesson, <laughs> some sort of like <laughs> terrible sandpaper rack. But it's just like that, that for me is just this kind of, um, you know, back to the cooking analogy, but it's just like, you know, open the fridge, what's in there? It's like, oh, there's an egg, a sock, some mushrooms and like some cayenne like what am i gonna make right looks like we're putting the herbs in the sock we're yeah, gonna make exactly exactly sell a bouquet garni you know there you yeah. go Peace there cake. you go can i can i just quickly inject something here that is a no perf- that's, what, fuck that's you. what she said <laughs> Fuck's sake. Jesus interject who uses that in that t- anyway um but that was a that's perfect scientists. yeah <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> oh, uh, full derailment. All right, yeah, go this, ahead, Steve. This is almost the first time I've actually had to edit something out. Um, yeah, that was a perfect um, uh, analogy, or not an example of um, of working with you. Um, because uh, when, when everyone was here, we, we went to the shop and bought a load of food and for cooking a meal. And essentially, uh, we went round the. I'm just telling the story for the listeners. Um, we went round uh, the local supermarket and basically loosely had an idea that we were going to cook some sort of curry. Um, or sorry, that Al was going to cook some sort of curry. And Al was just like, "Oh, wh- what should we get?" And I was like, "Oh, what about some of this? Oh, what about some of that? Oh, what about some of that?" Because <laughs> um, I'm like a child Ooh, when I'm shopping. <laughs> exactly. Ooh, piece of candy. I was like, "Ooh, celeriac. Let's have some of that." Ooh. Ooh. parsnips what's this thing and like just grabbing random vegetables and bits of meat and things like that and then um, yeah and uh, i brought it all back and weird and carrots <laughs> what's weird with the carrots <laughs> um but yeah brought him brought all this food back and then al made this fucking amazing curry like oh, in fact two fucking amazing curries from just a selection of of random um vegetables and things and what was already in the kitchen and watching our work and getting to kind of um just get a little bit of that knowledge off of him as well and like learn a little bit just from making that one meal together was fucking awesome and i would genuinely love to spend more time in the kitchen with al just because it's something that i enjoy and i have a basic understanding of but ours obviously got such a good flair for it and such a a great um like kind of on the fly thinking when it comes to food that yeah it's just something that i i would very much like to experience more of yeah um, whatever the opposite whatever the opposite of defending myself that's what i'm going to do now like i don't think it's a particular <laughs> skill set or a flair or anything like that what it is is the the last point that you said that like it it's I know what I like. So if you walked yeah. around the supermarket and went, I want a bit of celeriac, I want that over there, you know, you could have picked any random bag full of ingredients. Yeah. And I would have been able to kind of just like rimshank something together. Like, you know, like my my dream is to, to be stranded on a desert island. Like, <laughs> I love shipwrecked just because it's like, I want to be like, <laughs> I want to be there going, what the fuck can I make out of nothing? Yeah. Um, but you know, you, you know the you know the flavors that you like. You know the things that you like. It's the same with any sort of making. Like, I know that I want this to be made out of wood, and that's the only boundary. Like, other than that, like, uh, you know, uh, use your imagination. It's it's yeah. Th- 
Yeah, fuck, fuck the rules. <laughs> <laughs> fools without uh, rules. Yeah. Learn the rules, and then you can break them. Exactly. That's well, don't learn them. Ignore them. Or don't learn them, and then come into <laughs> break them with anyway. naivety, like we always talk about, and fuck the system. And then you get two speeding tickets in one weekend. Yeah, yeah. you do. Because <laughs> you don't know how to travel any slower than... <laughs> Full no. tilt. I have a catchphrase for going too fast. What's that? Too fast. <laughs> That's not a catchphrase. We used it... We. We were doing that so often because Al Al did it like ten times, and I think he just does it automatically. Where he looks down at his speedometer and was like, "Ooh, too fast!" And then I caught myself doing it when I would feel us going too fast. I would look over at his speedometer, and before he could do it, I would go, "Ooh, too fast!" <laughs> or no squish, no squish. Big semi trucks. Fucking no brilliant. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Al, what were, what you were we talking before? about again? <laughs> Jacko. Um, yeah. Ah, yeah. Collaborations and all yeah. the amazing people that we want to work out with. Work out with? Yeah, we're all going to go to the yeah. gym. Pump some iron. Pump some iron. Leg day. <laughs> Never. <not> leg day. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, so, yeah, basically, Al, you were saying about when uh, people wanted to come and, and learn stuff from you. And what's inspiring about you, I think. Yeah. yeah were you, were you in done? a nutshell, it's my ability to just wing it and yeah. and and make the most of the shit around me. Um, I won't know the specific skills of the thing that I'm doing, but it's the holistic idea of I want to get this problem solved by the end of the day. Yeah. Let's let's make it happen. Um, yeah. So, like, you know, I'm kind of proud of that as a skill set, um, but I'd love to learn actual individual things as well. So yeah. that's why I love surrounding myself with you guys and people in the community because um, everybody seems to have their own skill set, whereas I don't. I have this sort of holistic <laughs> nonsense skill set that's the ability to, A, be a sponge, um, yeah. and B, just, like, problem solved by the things I can see around me. Yeah. What is this nonsense skill set? <laughs> <laughs> I, I do, I don't know. <clears throat> there's there's a constant trade-off though and i know i've talked about it i even mentioned it 30 seconds ago but the the naivete right coming into a situation with a lack of knowledge is genuinely one of my favorite things to do because yes like you al and like i think a lot of us are i'm a total sponge but also i have that that not ego but i have that attitude of just like don't tell me the way the thing has been done for 50 years, you know, at a certain point I will want to break loose and go, wait a minute. Yeah. Why can't I turn the flap disc upside down and put it in a vice and then <laughs> sharpen my knives that way? And then everyone will look at me like I'm an idiot, but you know, I'm, I am. I mean, one. It, it works, man. Dude, look, I'm, I'm still convinced. I've watched you do it. I don't want anything to do with that at all because I've, I've, I've gotten bit too many times by it. And you, you even did that day, and you're like, eh, a little bit meh. You know, I, I, my hands are covered in scratches and cuts and stuff right now from the last week. And I look at that and go, eh, you know, don't hold a draw knife by yeah. the blade. Um, but when it comes to when it comes to this this idea of collaboration or, or gaining knowledge or giving your knowledge away if somebody does want to come work with you. Um, Al, I, I think to carry on with what you were 
kind of discussing about yourself, it's, or what we asked of you. Um, mm -hmm. I like that it, it seems like you know the, the A and B point, but there are all these bullet points in between where there are no answers to any of those things on paper similar to when we were in the hack shack be like hey al i want to make you a tool wall and you're like all right and then just i was in the middle of working on something for you and then in 10 minutes you had it up and you're like oh look at that well that worked pretty nice and then we threw saws at it to see if they would stick on the hooks that we put up. so clearly the idea is we had a game plan it got executed and then it's just kind of nothing but all right well we've done that What's the next fun thing that we get to do? Throw saws at the wall. Well, that didn't work. We shot some footage of it. <laughs> Whatever. We need more shelves. Great. Shelves. Done. Old brainless needs to get on the wall. Like the, the approach that I think at least the three of us and I would hope that our listeners could also continue on or I, I don't know. I guess I'd put us to task like, like I do sometimes where if there is an opportunity for you to give your knowledge away or help the community or help somebody new learn then have have the al approach well the al approach where <laughs> you know the you know the end game you know where you're wanting to go but all the fun you know it's what's the old saying al what's the old saying about the destination it's not about the destination it's about the journey there you go so yeah people do that <laughs> Uh, Unless the destination is the Winchester, yeah. <laughs> Go to the Winchester. <laughs> uh, I got cool. a little lost on that one because it was just—it was a really good <laughs> ending point to go. It's not about the destination; it's the journey. Actually, getting lost is the most beautiful part, Brett. Yeah. Not all who wander are lost. Yeah, Bring it true. all the way back around to Tolkien and the Lord of the Rings shit. Nice. So, we want to work with all these people. Steve, what do you think about all these people we're talking about? Uh, that they're spiffing? People that we think that are spiffing. Let's do this! <laughs> cool! So, on that note, uh, we are going to do spiffings. Uh, I think I'm going first, correct? What? Right. Uh, I am going to go with someone I mentioned earlier in the podcast. I'm going to go with Mr. Tony Rillo, uh from Hillview Wooden Metal. Um, I'm pretty sure we've spoken about, um, spoken about him on the podcast before. Um, he is a wonderful, wonderful, lovely man. Uh, insanely talented and makes some of the most beautiful tools I've ever seen. Um, if you want to know what I'm talking about, go check out his Instagram, um, and you can see all the, uh, the the hand planes and things that he's made. A lot of people have bought the hand planes and are almost scared to use them because they're so nicely finished and just oh, um, <laughs> oh, 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 suit you, suit you, suit you, <laughs> oh. um. But uh, he is very much of the opinion that you know they're made to be used, so use them, um, which is really cool. So yeah, that is Tony Below. So go check, check, check him out. What, 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 what's it all about? Check, Who's next? Me. Brett? All right. Yeah. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go with not a YouTuber. <laughs> Hashtag not a YouTuber. Um, 
I would love to do a collaboration or at least sit in the same room as a very talented person. Her name is Rebecca Sugar. Um, Rebecca is an extremely talented young woman person. Um, she was an animator and director and screenwriter, producer, songwriter. She's an amazing musician, but she worked on Adventure Time for a lot of years and then actually broke off to do her own show and multitude of other things. But she's working on Steven Universe right now, which is another really fantastic animated show. Um, that much talent existing in one human person is quite ridiculous and I would love to just pick her brain. She seems like she'd be tons of fun to hang out with and super creative and she does everything that I went to school for, for university, and she does it, you know, for a living now, and that, that is a massive interest to me. Plus, I love everything that she does, so. Awesome. Ow! 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 Um, I don't think this person is on YouTube either, um, but she is on Instagrams, and she was also at Maker Central. It is Laura Matthews of oh. Laura Matthews Art. And she was the person that made the fantastic puppetry. She was walking around with little yeah, birds and stuff. It was amazing. Um, it was stunning. And it just kind of takes me back to the start of the conversation today um, about kind of um, real animatronics and prop props and puppets and stuff um, used in films. I think the work she does is fantastic. She's she's recently been doing a horse. Um, and it took me to... Horse. Horse. It took me to the the work that's been done on Warhorse. I don't know if you've seen the music, the uh, musical, the yes. theatre show of the Warhorse, um, yeah. and it's just so lifelike. But she's making this beautiful, um, the limbs of this this horse working, and it's just it just looks poetic, um, and uh, yeah, her work is fantastic. She does all these Pegasus, awesome. Pegasuses, Pegasi, Pegai, Pegs, she does Pegs. Uh, it's, yeah, but all beautiful, all sort of um, anatomically really nice, um, but it's art as well. So, yeah, Laura Matthews, check her out. Amazing. Uh, cool. I think that's uh, it. So, yeah, find us on all the things. Yeah, find us. <laughs> find, you're right there, Brett. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, find us on the internet, uh, Al Shack Shack, Scum and Spade 13, and Moonshine Matterworks in all the usual places. And if you want to support us and you want to support us uh, supporting the community, uh, then go have a look at our patron, uh, uh, pa patron, Patreon, uh, and see what we're doing on there. Um, there's some good stuff going on, especially now that Al's kind of taken over the admin because I'm shit. <laughs> um, and uh, I think that's it. Is that it? Are we out of time? We out of time. We are out of time. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Thank you and good night. <laughs>